What is that? What is that one with Sandra Bullock? It was awful. The Bird Box. <laughs> you that is awful. Yeah, you are a hater. That's terrible. You're a hater. She's in love with this dude after two weeks of being in quarantine. He's black. <laughs> okay, I grant you, Jess. <laughs> okay, was that was that? No shit. I just popped another pill. No, no, I just no, popped no, another no, pill. Yeah. I just popped another pill. So left in the field. Ask me how it no, feels. Yeah. Lately aiming for the kill. Hey. Uh, fake love to feel real. Hey. Yeah. Watch me go without a deal. Nah. Uh, train to go, they could chill. chill. Yeah. Scrimmage games on my pivot, nigga. Uh, out my pockets, on my business, nigga. nigga. Gotta get it, how you living, nigga? Fuck a bitch, fuck a nigga. Yeah, you know it's real, they ain't touching you. Love I can't stop this if I wanted to. No, Every beat like a lunch of bone. Beat it, beat it like some pussy. Oh. Oh, stop it right there, my nigga. I can't keep listening. Oh, shit. This fucking guy is hilarious. What's up, everybody? It is the Mother Ruck and Jordan Show, and I am your host, Jordan Rucker, and we are back, and we party and bullshitting and party and bullshitting. I'll give you a quarter if you know what that's from. Bring in the intro. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Good morning, America. <laughs> How we doing, you guys? I got breaking news, y'all. Guess what? My ass went back to work. Yes, I said it. I went back to work, you guys, because the bills ain't gonna pay itself, you know what I'm saying? And the government don't give a shit about us, so I gotta step up and make some moves. <laughs> So shout out to everybody that's working right now. Keep your head up. If you're not working, man, keep your head up. We're all going to get through this. Um, that's it on that. So, hey, so keep your head up, you guys. Love y'all. Uh, what's good, everybody? Um, just a quick, 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 quick brief on that new artist spotlight that I have. Forever Inland. Forever Inland. You hear that? Forever Inland That's his name man What an awesome fucking rapper And when I say rapper This guy is a rapper rapper He's remind me of like Big time Nipsey Hussle vibes J. Cole vibes Kendrick vibes Absol vibes You know every great storyteller vibe Who Been through some shit And they talking man They 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 express themselves on a mic They vocal they emotions through the mic You know what I'm saying He puts I've been listening to uh, his tape I've been listening to his singles on all platforms And this guy right here reminds me Of those three top rappers that I just named Nipsey, Big Time This guy put me through a journey On all his music, man I, I feel him You know what I'm saying Like this guy Besides, you know, spitting bars and shit, but it's just like this guy right here, I, I I fucks what he says, you know what I'm saying? So if you if you vibe with that type of like music, and I'm gonna say it again, the Nipsey, the J. Coles, the Kendrick, the Ab, Souls, if you vibe with that, you should check this kid out forever inland. Um he's coming up, man. This guy right here, he has something to say and he will be heard, you know what I mean? So shout out to Forever Inland for hitting me in the DMs. Uh, pause, <laughs> but 
looking good looking out on like you know reaching out man he's the first artist that really reached out to me and asked me to be on the podcast man and you know that you my bro i've known you for years and you always welcome on my podcast so i'm rooting for you bro bro and i fucking love you dog so everybody look out for forever inland on all platforms check them out man if you vibe with that type of music because i know i have some listeners who do Check him out, you guys, because I know some people need some new music because I saw everybody's 2020 wrap up and some of y'all motherfuckers need work. (laughs) Some of y'all need some work. I've seen a guy where he had range and I comment on his picture and I'll say, bro, now that's range. He had country, rap, pop, and I think he has some disco in there. And I told him, bro, that is range. <laughs> so shout out to Billy. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his name, but yo, Billy Farmer, your 2020 wrap up had range. I was like, what the hell? This guy is on a different mood every other day. This guy <laughs> he he listens to everything, man. Shout out to Billy. But <laughs> but yes, please look out for Forever Inland. That song that was in the beginning is called <clears throat> Train to Go. Forever Inland, Train to Go, featuring Jizzy. Check him out, check him out, check him out, check him out, check him out. I'm not gonna break the announcement yet. But if anyone has anybody that has that knows a independent artist that's have like products or, you know, clothing from, you know, anything, makeup, hair, because, you know, your boy needs to fix his hairline. So it's like if you know anybody that's doing that, man, hit me up. But I got some good news coming up, you guys, and I'll probably announce it next episode. So what's up, everybody? I got a great episode for you guys today. I sat down with the great upcoming comedian, Gavin Hungerford. Um, Very, very, very talented dude when it comes to stand-up. We had a great time, man. We talked about his acting, his directing, his comedy, of course, and every future thing that he got coming up. Oh, and we talked about his dating life and... What kind of shit that he don't and what he does like. So everybody, sit down, man. Get ready to laugh because Gavin Hungerford is a hilarious motherfucking dude. Um, enjoy. Had a great time doing this, man. Shout out to Gavin Hungerford. Peace. Destroying my crib, we got Gavin Hungerford. Hello, hello. <laughs> how we doing, man? Hey, oh, handshake good. that good shit. No, man, appreciate you coming by. You know, on your busy, busy schedule. Everybody so busy, know? so Being freaking busy. Jobless, you would not even believe how busy I can be. 
Hello? Sorry, I gotta take this. Yes? Mm-hmm. No, I said I said one million. Sorry. I'm gonna, it's people. Hey, it's so funny because this is not a joke. This is you in your life. Exa- exactly. <laughs> I'm talking to my mom. <laughs> welcome, bro. But welcome, dude. Thank you for coming by the Mother Ruck and Jordan show and coming to speak to us. My man right here, Gavin Hungerford, is a handsome, awesome, beautiful, inspiring, hunk, tanned. Did I say hunk? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I think you should keep going. I need, oh, dude, I need this dude, today. Dude, dude, well built, single. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I'm putting this on my Tinder. <laughs> hunk? You're literally, hunk? literally the, one of the funniest person that I know. I know that's a weird little saying that I'm saying, but you are a top five funniest guy that I know, and you're my best friend, and I'm glad you're coming by. So everybody, welcome to Comedian Gavin Hungerford, man. Oh, thanks, bro. That's such a good intro, man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. It's great to be here. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for having me. I get it. Yo, man, thank you. So uh, real fast, how you are mentally, man? How's, how's, how's the well-being? Well, 2020, you know, obviously it's affected a lot mm-hmm. um, in my life, everyone's lives. But I think mentally I'm pretty I'm pretty stable right now. I wouldn't say uh, okay. Yeah, so like I'm definitely it, it's cuffing season right now. So yes. I mean, I would prefer to find something before it gets too cold. Yes. Started getting dark at four p.m. So yes. I can't I can't go through another winter. All right, so real without fast. having a love. <laughs> so fast. And your cuffing season. How's your game going? Like how do you how do you get this? How do you get that cuffing? Secured. Okay, so we wake up and we start uh-huh. swiping. You have to take it seriously. Okay. okay. So you go through your Bumble swipe and then you go through your Tinder swipe and then you go through your Hinge swipe. Actually, Hinge's not a swipe; it's more of a comment. You got to go through all your comments. <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I'm desperate here, but hey, you guys can uh, hit me up on my. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, plenty of fish. Somebody just turned me on to that, but I'm okay. not downloading that. <laughs> I'm I'm sick of the apps. I'm honest. Like, right, I don't want to yeah. make it seem like I like the apps because I don't like the apps. You don't have no positive when it comes to apps. Like you don't. You know, there's no positivity today you know i i'm meeting a lot of dudes (laughs) there's a lot of dudes on the app okay it's not okay i don't know what i don't know how they sort of get in there you know what they they know what it is they'll show literally a bikini picture right and i'm like okay this she's pretty hot i swipe and then they like hit me up and they're like hey and I'm like, oh, cool. She, she's interested. All right. Yeah. And then it, I look like a little bit more on their bio. And it's like, actually, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had this happen. I had this. It's, it's the bikini pic. And then right after that, first pic is them taking a selfie in the mirror. With it's, always the mirrors. it's always the mirror. And I'm like, come on, Steve. Steve. All right, I'll meet up. But you're paying for drinks. <laughs> it's on you. I need to go out. I just need to do something. You know, I can't. I can't stay at home. Yeah. For a winter, I just know myself. You know, well, you gotta cuff it up, man. Everybody, cuff up the ladies, man. It is cuffing seasons coming, and it's not as bad as last year, man. I think this time last year it was snowing, but it's true. not snowing yet. Very true. I think weather has a has a big part to play in the yeah. love. Yeah. The love game. The love game. It does. It does. Because you can't go out and do something during the wintertime. It's more of like a chill sort of thing. Yeah. You know, really, I just want a girl so uh, who I can get uh, some Christmas presents from, you know? From or to? <laughs> no, from. <laughs> She's getting a card. What's on the list? What's on your Christmas list? Okay. Uh, well, I want, <laughs> I want a PlayStation. <laughs> so I'm looking for a sugar mama. 
For that PS5? <laughs> yeah, give me that PS5. <laughs> I know I'm asking for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, everybody, welcome. Dude, I'm so happy that I sit down and talk to you, dude. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So before we get into this, man, a lot of people don't know who you are, man. Where are you from? I'm from Mesa, Arizona. Ooh. Yes. And uh, that is the same metropolitan area as Phoenix. Okay. Got you. So it's pretty cool. All right. But I had to get out of there <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I turned 18. I was like, you know what? I could go to L.A. Yeah. That's a little too close. Yeah. All right. I need to get some distance. So not that I have anything against Arizona, but yeah. we did break the record this year. <laughs> it's a record-breaking year, 2020. For uh, how hot? 160 days over 100 degrees. Shut up. 50 days over 110. Oh, hell no. And there no. was, tw- I believe, 20 days in a row where the temperature didn't go below hell 90. Hell no. So, hell no. But then you get the people, oh, you know, it's just, it's the dry heat. <laughs> it's not, trust me, it's not that bad. <laughs> have you been to, have you been to Florida? Because in Florida, it is way hotter. Have you been at any percent humidity? <laughs> I'm like, you don't, you don't understand, man. I have to like, you can't really describe that kind of heat to somebody. Dude, I, I've been, I'm telling you, I did one stop in Phoenix one time. For the airport, I went outside because I had like a two-hour layover. I was like, "Oh, man, let me just step outside." <laughs> <laughs> Stepped outside, couldn't breathe. Yeah, went back in. I was like, getting heat stroke. I was like, "This is trash." Yeah. Fuck no, never no. again, no. never again. But how we get out here, man? How does uh, how did we get to New York City? Well, right, like recently or no? From Arizona oh, to get yeah, to yeah. New York City, how we do that? Well, I had a, a degree. Uh, well, I had, and I got into this acting school. Yeah. I think you might have heard of it. Uh, yeah. NYCDA. Shout out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 20 people that went there, what's up? <laughs> Hit me up. Because everyone's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but so anyways, went, came out here for that and then sort of got stuck. Not yeah. stuck, but um, after graduation, I was like, what should I do? Yeah. I'm running food at a restaurant, and yeah. then I became a manager at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I quit and decided, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So then I went to another restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cycle. It's a cycle, okay? It's a struggling. And then I was like, you know what? Let me get into comedy, because yeah. I always thought I could do oh, some yeah, comedy. So, yeah, let's do that. Let's do this, man. And I'm telling you, man, one of the funniest people I know. So how did this? Uh, how did you get the ball? to jump on stage man because you are you're 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 serious about the stand-up stuff so how did how did that first one go well the first so i feel like there's something where if you if it's your first time in anything you're gonna have that sort of beginners that beginner's luck so yeah like anytime i've seen a new person on stage they always do well yeah and i think it's just and it's your truest essence up there and it's you giving it's you really giving you you're all yeah. for the first time. You're so nervous. You don't know what you're going to talk about. And, yeah. Um, so it went pretty well. I think that overall my life has always been about giving jokes yeah. and telling jokes. Like even when I was in elementary school, I would learn like a joke or two and I would come in every day and mm-hmm. I would do a joke for the class. And then I, I did this one thing. I used to sing Gain or Glorious, I Will Survive. Can as, you give us a little taste of it? Oh, at first I was afraid. I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights, and I knew how you did me wrong. <laughs> it's been a while, but I grew strong. Okay, hit it. And I learned how to get hey, along hey, and saw hey. your back Ooh. from outer space. <laughs> I just 
walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed Shake that stupid up. lock. Oh. I should have made you leave your key. Ooh. If I'd have known for okay. just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Oh, no, no, go. <laughs> so I would do that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did not know you had that in your bag. I, I don't know. It's always been in me. Dude, it literally came out of you. You were just like, boom. Just yeah. Well, the, what you <laughs> yeah. don't get is, so I would do that in elementary school. Yeah. That's from sixth grade. Wait, this is... <laughs> so in sixth grade, I did this for the class where I don't know, I was just really jacked up on Adderall uh-huh. uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. And I started like dancing. I jumped up on the desks mm-hmm. and I realized like I had this sort of power to... I don't know, make people laugh. And okay. so every single year in school after that, 7th, 8th, ninth, all the way to 12th grade, every single class I was in, the, the student would be like, hey, teacher, do you know that Gavin does this dance really well? He can, he can sing and dance. He does this one act. And the teacher would always be like, all right, well, now I have to see it. Yeah. Gavin, can you do you, At a certain point, I was overdoing the song, but I yeah. realized the power of that, like... They all wanted it, so yeah. I was, you know, before you know it, I'm I'm twerking on Mr. Spikelli, <laughs> and you know, this is, people are filming. I don't know, I don't know if there's a video out there, but anyway, well, whoever got it, put it up. So that was the essence of like what Where I knew I, I wanted to do. I wanted to, I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to sing and dance, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that stand up is like that perfect outlet yeah because acting was always there but mm-hmm. acting is a is a finicky bitch okay yeah. <laughs> because i i truly believe like if you're all if you're an actor you're always an actor like you're never yeah. gonna lose that sort of essence in you but stand-up is something where you can be constantly getting up on stage yeah. and doing it and you know you go through so much i feel like you're fearless if you do enough open mics you don't give a Frick, can I cuss? I don't know. Yeah, no, you can't. can't. This is the motherfucker Georgia show. I don't give a frick, man. (laughs) (laughs) You can can cuss all you want. Yeah, yeah. but so my thing is, uh, so, um, that's that's dope. When it comes to the open mics, man, you were busting your ass for the open mics. You were like doing what, like three, four a week? Well, you have to do three to stay consistent. Yeah. So three mics a week to be consistent, and then after that, you're like building. So sometimes you do like three mics a day. And then you get to know the same people, but that's the rough part. And that's the part that you have to mentally be prepared for is like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in and do the same jokes in front of four people. Yeah. Three times in a day. So, but it's a lot. The open mics is more comedians there, right? Yeah. It's all comedians. They all leave early. Some of them are good, but the majority of them are not listening. And especially if they have heard your jokes before, they're like, oh, yeah, this is about about the toilet paper, isn't it? Where's the punchline here? Oh, yeah, he shits. Okay. You know, whatever. Whatever it is. People hear it and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to hear that same joke again. You kind of zone out, um, you know. But that's, that's where you have to sort of turn off your brain. And be like, I'm not doing an open mic to look at how my jokes are doing. Mm. I'm doing an open mic so that I can pr- work on my performance part yeah. of it. Um, and that's when I started getting a mic stand in my room and I perform in front of, you know, in front of the mirror. You have yeah. to look at yourself. You know, I, I get all my stuffed animals out. Uh, Felipe, Juan, Fernan, Ashley. <laughs> Ben. These, are, these are day ones, huh? Oh yeah, these are the OGs. <laughs> we got Mr. Rabbit, Kitty. Laid them all out. Laid them all out. <laughs> Kitty is a bitch, though. She never lasts for anything. I'll tell you. 
But I like that, man. So it's like, all right, so the process of like the open mics, you do all that. But how do you get how do you get booked into these clubs? Like, how do you do that? Well, a lot of it is quid pro quo. So what I was doing was I was trying to host my own shows. Yeah. Doing a couple different bars. I'm like, yo, you got a really good back room here. Why don't we do a comedy show on Thursdays or whatever? So I did one in like Brooklyn. I did one in like a bar room. There was another one I did. But basically, once you do enough open mics, you start to know people. Mm -hmm. And in New York, it's like everyone is in the gym and we're all working out. We're all trying to get better, at least comedian wise. Mm -hmm. So... I'd be like, oh, you host a show at Broadway Comedy Club. Well, hey, why don't you come do a, a set or host my mic? Yeah. So then once they come host my mic, they're like, hey, why don't you come be on my show? And so it's just Vice a continual. Versa, yeah. And I so I try to cheat, not cheat. I try to be smart and do my by doing my own shows elevated sort of what I was doing already. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're first starting in comedy, there's no and it's not like I've made a lot of money at all. Yeah. You can't even look at making money until you're at least three years in. And I'm only almost two years. You're like two years, right? But this year, this year is one of those that I could make. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Well, this year was like one of those that I think I could just sort of write off is like Mm -hmm. this year didn't really even count because I did my best show at Caroline's in January. The best I've ever felt. I even brought a girl. I I was going on a date and I was like, hey, think about this. I'm like, let's go for sushi and you can come watch me do stand up. So I'm pretty ballsy, right? (laughs) I'm like, if this if she doesn't find me funny, it's over, you know, so she came uh, and she came to the show and she really loved it. That was actually the day Kobe died. I remember because the oh, host man, was in the bathroom. I'm about to cry, dude. I know, dude. Yeah, I you, heard it. Cause how, I'm, you, how you just going to just say it like that? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't set you up. I'm I wish y'all seen it. He looked me dead in my eyes. I was like, Kobe died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember that? You remember that? No, I'm so yeah. sorry. No, but rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, rest but in I peace. But I remember I, w- I was so nervous for the show. I'm yeah. taking a shit in the public bathroom. And and I hear... When Kobe died? That's why, I, shit. that's why I remember it. Because because there's a guy at the, washing his hands. He's like, did you hear Kobe died? I don't know if he was talking to me or the guy at the urinal. But I think the guy... Okay, he did talk to the guy because the, the guy at the urinal was like, what? He's like, I got to see that. I don't know if he washed his hands. A whole but bunch of people holding dicks and going, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Kobe died? Just one like, pissing on himself. I'm like, Kobe died? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and the host is like, I don't know, should I say anything? I can't make a joke about it. I'm like, don't make a joke about it. You can't make a joke about it. It's so serious. Um, he did make a nice, uh, like, oh, rest in peace yeah. at the end. So, but... Yeah, that, so I had to go on stage and, like, thinking about that and all that stuff, but I still, like, did my best and killed yeah. it, and I think I was one of the best on the show, and it just felt amazing, and I've been trying to get back to that level, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like uh, sort of a similar feeling when, I guess, with anything. You know, you do something good, and you get mm-hmm. that, that rush of endorphins. You're like, I need it again. I need it again. And yeah. then, as we know, COVID happened, so... Yeah. Do you beat yourself up when you can't get up to... That part, or do you kind of like put yourself in a, in a in a different mentality? Like, all right, look, I know that it's not going to be always perfect, but because I know some people who always go, I know I could do this every night. I could do this every night, and their, their expectations is so high mm. that when it doesn't get to that, you fall off of it for a while. So I think that you have to have that ego in a way, and then, don't get me wrong, what I'm saying is like, it's not like a narcissist sort of thing, but it's a pride in knowing that you have worked hard on your jokes mm-hmm. and that you have certain 
expectations of your punchlines. Yeah. And that's research that you do in the moment on stage. So that's the best part about stand-up is you're getting feedback on your jokes right then and there. Mm-hmm. And it's never the audience's fault. Yeah. If you're not funny, people are like, oh, that was, that was a terrible audience. No, you suck. <laughs> you know? like, you're terrible. Work on your jokes, man. And I'm like, you can't say racist stuff. I don't know. These people think they can be misogynistic and racist. And, and I have had to learn, too, because I do an accent for my stepdad. Mm-hmm. My stepdad's Mexican. And uh, they get... The, uh, you you feel the energy. You feel it. If I if I did I did it one time at the comedy cellar, and I felt the energy pull back. Yeah. And that was when I got a little upset because I'm like, like, what do you want? This is my life. You want me? Yeah. To, you want my stepdad to be Australian? Crocky. <laughs> and I did the whole bit again, but I did it in Australia, and I didn't even do it for them. I did it for me. I was so mad. I was like, come on, guys. But you have that's understanding that like this is comedy's always changing, especially with the time. So you look yeah. at the time period right now. There are certain things, unless you're Bill Barr or Dave Chappelle, yeah. that you cannot do. Yeah. And so you have to understand that, and you get up on stage, and you have an expectation of a joke, and if it doesn't work, then, that, hey, I need to work on this joke a little bit more. Yeah. That's what I learned. Yeah. And, and you've been doing good, man. It's besides this whole COVID thing, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you got to plan a back get yourself back on your feet when everything goes back up. Oh, yeah. Up. Well, I'm trying to do... My goal this year was to film a special, yeah. right? I was going to rent out the stand on, I believe, 17th, or 17th Street, right near Union Square. Yeah, yeah. I was going to rent out their top room, which can fit, I believe, 40, 50 people. I was going to film it, bring those people in, and do my 45 minutes of material. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> so what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to get a green screen. I have a green screen room. Yeah. And I'm going to do my set like normal. Yeah. And it'll actually be great because I'm just going to add in all the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be standing ovations. Make myself sound fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> standing ovations every joke. And that's what actually yeah. that, that's what Bill Maher did when he started doing yeah. um, his shows from home. Mm-hmm. Is that they would cut in like these audiences from like the 1920s. And they're like... <laughs> Oh, they're like standing up going crazy for every joke. So I think that that actually yeah. will work. What I'm going to do is send that to agents and then hopefully mm-hmm. go on the road and do comedy on the road. Because I, yeah. I like I love New York City and it is the mecca of comedy still, in my yeah. opinion. It always will be. But it's always good to get that perspective uh, of of the rest of the country, you know? Yeah, you got to build something also, you know what I mean? You, you got to go to different places and build a built this what they call fan base in a way like you have to go out and build something to the point where you go to philly and you rock out three shows and people go yo who is that guy yeah you know what i mean and you just keep making you just building relationships from all especially it's easier to do it on the east coast you got you're now a owner of a vehicle so yes, it's like so <laughs> you could go up and down on the east coast and and you know plan some stuff out and yeah, you, you can definitely plan. plan out your, like, that. that's my plan. Yeah. Do you also have the other people, like, if you were a Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. Bernie Mac was just big in Chicago. Yeah. And he built his name in Chicago. Yeah. And everyone was like, everybody who went through Chicago would New, become yeah. in contact with Bernie. And then eventually they asked him to do... Um, what, what was it? It was on HBO. It wasn't like Kings of... He became Kings of Comedy, but it was like this HBO Def thing. Def Jam. Def Jam. Yeah. He was on, the like, I think the second Je- mm-hmm. Def Jam, um, and that's where he got his name. He yeah. blew up from that. I wish they had something like that now. Wish they... they I, I don't know any place that's doing that. 
Like when it comes to like Def Jam and they was like, yo, they always brought these comedians from different places to come up. Like I know there's there's popular spots in New York City, of course. Yeah. But they don't have that that thing. And I wish like somebody could do it. Fuck it. I wish if I could, yeah. I'll do it. And they, but, and, they like, and they have some festivals, not anymore. Yeah. But they, you know, like Big Pine Comedy Festival in, in Arizona is one that I'm definitely gonna do. That's in Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, there's there you know there's also one huge one in Glasgow. Yeah. I believe. And then. Um, Obviously, uh, what is it? Just for laughs and oh, I do know, yeah, I do know. Just so, for laughs. if you can get into one of those, you're pretty not set, <laughs> yeah. but like you know, you're you're on a list with yeah. Bob Saget and <laughs> yeah, you know. Speaking of names, man, who inspires you, man? Who's your top five comedians? Top five, yeah. number one, George Carlin. Mm -hmm. I think Dave Chappelle is the George Carlin of our generation now. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is the rhetoric comedian, the same as George Carlin. He's like, I'm gonna give you comedy. But I'm gonna make you think. Yeah. And I'm gonna make you think about the life that we're living in and, and all and all that stuff. And I'm gonna maybe change subtly your perception of things in the mm -hmm. world. So that uh, is why I love George Carlin. Richard Pryor's number two. Richard Pryor mm -hmm. is the best in terms of voices, and yeah. I really look to him as like if I wanted to if I wanted to tell you a story about my family. Yeah. He ha is able to do every single voice in his family so distinct, so different and let make you laugh the entire way. You're never lost and he's he would do entire comedy sets as a different person. Yeah. Uh I I truly looked at him as like, wow, that's unreal. Yeah. Number 3 is Steve Martin. So I like all the old comedians, but Steve, yeah. Steve Martin, I think at that time, he he wouldn't be funny now. But back at that time, think about selling out, you know, MetLife Stadium. Mm -hmm. And doing comedy there. I mean, he Especially was like lightning. Time, yeah. yeah, he was lightning in a bottle. And you know what he did when he was first starting in San Francisco is that he <laughs> he would go up and not get any laughs anytime he went up and, and went on stage. <laughs> so then he's like, "How long can I go without getting a laugh?" <laughs> and that was his goal: was how weird and how out there can I be? Yeah. And you have to you have to realize at that time, comedy in the early seventies is coming off of. Uh, you know, straight white men mm -hmm. talking about their wives. Um, Woody Allen was one of the first to actually talk about the single life, right? Yeah. Um, you had Mom's Mab Mabel's, mm -hmm. Mom's Mabel's, who's like the first like true black female comedian who, mm -hmm. in my opinion, like changed the game for everyone. Yeah. But but it was very strict comedy, and Steve Martin gave that weird side yeah. of comedy that that what what's he gonna do next? And he's a wild and crazy guy, <laughs> and so he only did stand up for a couple of years, and he quit forever. Yeah. And I I really look at that, I'm like, man, what a way to go! Like you'd be just selling out, and he would he'd be like, how many people tonight? And they're like, oh, we have a thousand. Next night, how many people tonight? Oh, we have four thousand. What? Okay. Next night, yeah, we have 10,000. And it would just build up to 50,000 people watching a comedy yeah. show of him doing the same jokes that he did. It's so, it's so wild to me. What, what, speaking of, like, the numbers just real fast, it's just, like, back in the day, there was no social media. So you had to, like, really oh, get yeah. these people to come watch you. And I thought that was, that's amazing. Yeah, you're getting a letter. Hey, go see Steve Martin. I'm like, <laughs> hey, uh, Dale says we should go see Steve Martin. He says he's hilarious. I'm going to write him back. Uh, I believe Denise and I are going to go see Steve. Um, <laughs> so number four? Number four, it would have to be, uh, it'd have to be Dave, man. I mean, Dave, I think, is, yeah. you know, after seeing his new specials these past couple of years, yeah. he won his Mark Twain prize. He just killed it on SNL, in my opinion. Like, yeah, the we, guy is the one guy that understands America, I think, better than any other comedian. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, number five, you know, if I had to give it to, you know, because I, I want to, you know, diversify my list, I mm-hmm. guess. I would say, I, you know, I'm, I am a genuine fan of uh, Sarah Silverman. I think okay. she's hilarious. Um, I think everybody need a female up there, man. You gotta yeah. put. I think you gotta put female, female comedian up there, man. I, props to the females, man, because there's there's some funny like women out there. Not Amy Schumer, but yes, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of funny women. They are. Uh, no, there's a lot. Unless you're Amy, you're not. You're <laughs> anti funny. Well, granted, okay, this is that everyone has an opinion, so. Yeah, so what's your opinion about the SNL skit that we want to get into that? Because a lot of people, I've heard misreviews for Dave Chappelle's opening monologue and even Bill's. And so what is your opinion on that? Okay, well, I give SNL credit, first off, because SNL... You know, the, with the hosting and everything like that, like it, it's obvious because of COVID, mm-hmm. they're having to change a lot of things. And I think like Bill Burr wasn't supposed to be a guest, but that's yeah. like, um, what's his name? Asking a favor. They were just in the same movie together. Uh, King of uh, the King of Staten Island. What's his? Oh, name? Um, uh, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. I think that was Pete calling a favorite. And I think yeah. Lauren Michaels. I mean, he knows everybody. I agree. So he's like calling up people. And he's like, oh, we need to fill the show. We need a host. Blah blah yeah. blah. Because they had to delay their season, or mm-hmm. they had to do do it a weird way. Yeah, it was like a weird in March. Um, so you know what? I am all for comedians being comedians. Because so many times, times people get up on the stage or whatever, and they're not willing to actually be who they make a statement or make yeah. a stance. It's not even about that. It's a it's a joke. Mm-hmm. They're up there giving jokes, and maybe you know when 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 Dave Chappelle was like, "Oh, women, they're getting they're still getting paid too much." <laughs> Are you going to take that seriously? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And if people are, and that's the thing is like, it's so New York because you can definitely feel the audience like pull back on any of that, that, that oh, stuff yeah, yeah. that might, oh my gosh, you're making me, oh, you're hurting yeah. me, not yeah. me, but you're hurting people and I'm <laughs> worried about them and I don't think you should say anything. You know, when Bill Burr said, you know, white men, white women sit down and get your talking to, just yeah. like white men i think there's some truth to that and yeah i think that his wife uh nala i believe her name is nala she gives him a lot of perspective as a black woman yeah so it's like i look at that joke and i'm like i understand the context of it right yeah. there's no context in 2020 anymore yeah there's no sort of uh it's just ironic you know no, it's, it's wild to me and then this is my opinion on it because i thought they both did a fantastic job of bringing awareness to what's going on in America. And my thing was, I was, I was a little of, cause I'm also on stage with you sometimes. And then, so it's like, <clears throat> I just think like people were so fast to knock down bill. And I think it's because he was a white male, mm, yeah. but Dave Chappelle could make that same joke and everyone would laugh. And I always thought it was a, a weird, ironic thing that the black man as a comedian, get more laughs than a white man does. And it's, it's like the total opposite when it comes to comedy. And, and, it's, and I think it's so much harder for white men as stand-ups than it is for black men to well, be labeled as one like up there. Because they both do the same type of jokes. Yeah. yeah. But Dave Chappelle is up here with it. And then everyone will always... And then when Dave Chappelle makes that same monologue, it's like, oh, it's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle does... It, that's what he does. But when Bill did it, everyone was like trashing him for his his SNL monologue and I thought that was like 
Nah, I didn't like that at well, all. You know what's funny though is like Bill doesn't care at all. Yeah. Bill Bill is the one that is like, here, here's me. And yeah. some people are gonna like me, some people aren't gonna like me. Yeah. But regardless, like if you're if you're getting upset by it, then it's like, all right, you just need to like t- take yeah. a chill pill. I think that I think that there's just a lot of white male comedians just in general. Um and so I don't want to say it's necessarily harder uh, because even even for black comedians, it is like still very tough to get to anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to get to that level. Um, and Bill, it's just it's just about finding your niche. Like, who are you? Yeah. And that's something that's so deep. And it's like, you know, it's easy to say, like, who are you? Oh, I'm I'm Gavin Hungerford and I can do comedy. <laughs> and I look at look at me. I can do a little dance and sing Gaynor Gloria. I will survive. But who am I? Yeah. Right. Who am I? Are you, what, have what's you my found opinion? Who you, have you found yourself or who you are? I definitely feel like I've come close to finding who I am. Yeah. I definitely realize that the more genuine, real you are. It, the better it's going to be because anybody can get up and memorize a five minute comedy yeah. set. Right. So it's about make it. The trick is it has to make it look like you're coming up with the stuff like, mm-hmm. Oh, on the spot. Yeah. And to be real and to be that guy that like people want to hang out with or, you know, yeah, it's the, it's, and, and I think that's a big thing too. When you up there on stage, it's all about being honest of who you are. Yeah. And it shows when you're up there. Cause like, I think people connect to that. And you look at certain actors, you know, um, like The Rock, right? The Rock yeah. is is who The Rock is. And he's he is action, bald man, superstar who's also funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then and I love him in Ballers, man. That's oh, yeah. Of my, he's great. One of my favorite characters is him in Ballers. So he is the same person in every single thing. And that's yeah. just because we know The Rock and we yeah. know his – we feel like we know – the Rock, mm-hmm. even though we don't know The Rock, yeah, but um, that's what we—that's what you want to give off, you know. Yeah, you want to feel like you know Ellen, but you don't know Ellen because Ellen's gonna fucking smack you around behind the scenes, <laughs> bitch. I told you, matcha, dirty latte. Okay. Hey, I'm dead. Hey. <laughs> 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 she kept up her image for a while. People are gonna be so mad. Oh. <laughs> hey, remember I'm Dory? Yeah, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> Smack your ass in the backstage, bro. <laughs> that's just what she does, so bro. Funny. And she tries to play it off like I all this stuff is coming to light, and I don't know. I, I it's made me think about my life. <laughs> made me think about my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Nobody problem. likes you, Ellen. <laughs> Although I will say, Ellen is the only true clean comedian. That is what I'll give her. Okay. All right. Stupid. She's not talking about her asshole like Amy Schumer, but. <laughs> but Ellen is is that bitch. Yo, smack I you. am dead. He says she goes backstage, smacking motherfuckers. I told you I was a dirty child. <laughs> don't even look. At, don't even look at me. Why are you looking at me? Felipe, Yo, escort her. Stupid. Thank you. Stupid, man. That's hilarious, dude, because no one talked about that yet. No one ever came out yet because, I don't know, man. People were, I don't know if people are scared of Ellen or whatever it is, but <laughs> that's I'm scared of Ellen. That whole situation is hilarious. But no, nah, so speaking about all that bad boy, so how do you transition all that? Because you're getting into Instagram and TikTok, so are you trying to find that the same way, that same honesty 
into your Instagram. Well, I'm and trying TikTok. to talk to the youngins, you know, on the t- on the TikTok, and you know, I hear the TikTok is the best way to get to them. <laughs> I feel like an old man on TikTok. <laughs> you do. No. I'm, I'm so lost on TikTok, dude. Every time I go, I just I just have random videos on my thing, and I just go. Get these videos off of my feed. Well, they sh- yeah, exactly. They, sh- <laughs> they show you what they think you like, right? Yeah, they go but for take, you. But take, for instance, somebody like me. I like wearing wigs a lot and doing characters. Yeah. So they keep showing me gay stuff. <laughs> I get on TikTok and it's a guy and with his shirt off and he's like he's like doing a sensual dance and I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it. I'm like TikTok. I'm yeah, not gay. I hate the way they do the for you page. I don't know how they. I don't know how. They judge that, but I think they need to take that off. I like the people who I follow, and I want to watch who I follow stuff. I don't yeah, know. it's like for you. Yeah, I mean, so, I sometimes that. it's funny stuff. Yeah. I just don't. I'm definitely more of an Instagram uh, boomer. Yeah, you know, I guess. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm an Instagram like an, boomer. I'm an old man on Insta, but Instagram has the reels now, so yeah. you can get. So they're trying to be what TikTok is. Instagram has the Facebook money, so I don't think yeah. Instagram's going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm trying to get more into sketch comedy. I always love doing characters and, like I said, wearing wigs. Yeah. Um, you know, trying on my mom's heels when I was younger, you know, that, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Where's my lipstick? So tell, let's talk about this character because you got, you got her coming up. So what's her name? Oh, my God. Hey, Jordan Rock. It's Cindy here. Uh, I'm so happy to be here on your show. Yo, hide uh, the bangs, man. Hide the bangs. Oh, you're talking about my bangs? Or are you talking about my bang? You want a bang? I see you're drinking a Coors Light. Where am I? Are we getting lit up in here? Oh, it's sorry. hot in here. Oh, you're right. Maybe I should take off my shirt. Oh, my tits are about to flop out. You have fun with this. Huh? <laughs> you have so much fun with this. I feel more comfortable as a woman. I don't know. <laughs> you have a lot of fun of this. But I love it, though. I, I love it, though. I love that you're doing something. Yeah. It's better than nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing something. So, so Cindy is one yeah. of my characters. I try, I'm trying to do uh, a couple other ones. Yeah. But it's... Cause I, I need you to bring ways. back speed dating, dude. The little dating thing oh, you used yeah, to have, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it back. I, I loved doing that. I think I de- I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, that was sure. one of my favorite things. Yeah, the, the speed dating, and I loving your running stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, all running. my yeah, all the skits. You know, I have so many ideas. We're gonna do. So, we're yeah. gonna do one probably. So as a as a writer, because every a lot of people don't know you write. You did write a lot of comedy, and we had host, uh, Joseph Seppin on here uh, last week, and he talked about that your taxi and you two were both writers on that. And he said that it's on you to do season three. So oh, it's on me. <laughs> Classic Bebo. The guy lives in the Dominican Republic. Okay, I don't know what he's doing down there. All I know is, I don't know if it's all copacetic. All right, <laughs> I don't. I don't no, know. Is that even a word? So, but he said like he he talked about you guys and your writing process. Are you still writing? Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I write every day. Um, uh, I'm always, you know, like throwing down little notes here and there. Yeah. Like, what did what did I write down yesterday? I'm just gonna pull it up. Cause yeah. You, you get ideas when you're talking to people all the time. You get ideas when you're seeing people. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my best ideas come from friends. You know, like when I'm when I'm talking to you or whatever. Yeah. Um. No. Damn, not, you can't see. What? Oh, <laughs> is your writing so big? He has the font on like size twenty four. You I don't can't know why see? people have small font. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see. 
But yeah, yeah. So you know, like, what if the Hulk played FIFA? I don't know. Yeah, what would happen? But you know, you just write down, yeah. writing down jokes and stuff. But um, would you ever write back oh, a series a, again? Like, would you get back into that when y'all was writing a series? I think Yo Taxi still has so much potential. Dude, it does. I mean, why not? It's a granted. It would be nice. It would nice. It would actually be nice to see because the main character is an overweight uh, Dominican cab driver. He doesn't speak English very well. Um, and so it's all the crazy interactions that happen in a normal New York City environment. So it would be interesting to see how he handles COVID, how Pedro handles COVID. COVID <laughs> and his size. <laughs> yeah, no, he's ma- he's very overweight, like unhealthy. Like you're looking at this guy, you're like, damn, dude. He's yo. yo I know it says two for four sausage, egg, and cheese, but you only need one. And he's you going know? to kill you. <laughs> Shout out to Joseph Seppin, man. You, we had him on an episode, I believe. I forgot what episode it was, but check that episode out. We talked about your taxi and his uh, his whole thing that he's trying to inspire to do. No, so no, he's big in DR. Yeah, he's huge. But it's like so. But I wish you guys could get back into that, man. That's a, it was one unbelievable thing that has a whole bunch of potential to do something. I mean, see and, Netflix now. Yeah, Netflix, and you're you're gonna get hired on Netflix for the, yeah. literally they are have child the cuties. Did you see cuties? Uh, yes, I have. You you watch cuties? No, I didn't see it. We saw the trailer of it. And I was yeah, like, I would not watch. <laughs> it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. It came across, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just I'm picturing the FBI just like hello, excuse yeah, me, sir. No. Were you just watching cuties? <laughs> but they have like random things like the babysitter. Have you seen the babysitter? I know what, you've seen is that, that with Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, that's the pacifier. <laughs> you remember you seen the pacifier? No. Okay, good. No, Don't the watch babysitter. It. The babysitter is that little like crazy like. The babysitter kills everybody. It's like some weird movie. Oh, I, I would like that. That sounds <laughs> it's a fun. weird freaking movie, but it's, it's a whole bunch of influence in that movie. I watched Hoobie Halloween. I did. What was your take on that? Real fast. Uh, actually, I only turned it on while I was hooking up with a girl. Oh, and God. so it's just, to get this so. <laughs> Basically, but we stopped like for a second just to like, you know, and, like we're in the middle of it, you know, we're just and. It's hot. It's heavy. It's steamy. Yeah. And we look over. We look back at the TV, and it's right when Adam Sandler just like rips the loudest fart on screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, a <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I cannot. I literally can't keep it together. I start just busting up laughing. We have to take a break because we. <laughs> I don't know why, dude, but like a fart is will never so, not be funny to me. So real fast, so you're you're a Netflix guy when you, they come over and kick it. So what kind of yeah. like what category do you put on? Are you put it in on depending on the the female? Or are you like okay? So if I'm actually interested mood. in the tri- in the chick, I will see the you in the in the <laughs> trick. S G two rock to rock to rock to around and rock to around. It's tricky. It's tricky, tricky. Yo, bring back the tricky game. Okay. Yeah, facts. Um, no, but okay. So if I'm interested in her, I will literally. I always want somebody to watch something that I've watched. I don't know. It's weird because I like there's a subconscious thing. Yeah. of like I want to see their reactions to the things that I reacted already to. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that weird? I don't know why. But I'm like, oh, you no. never saw this. OK, we're watching it, man. We're watching it. OK. And then I'm like, yeah, you like that? Yeah, you like that, don't you? You little slut. <laughs> Sorry. What? Yo. She's like, what are you talking to me like that? <laughs> Why are you talking to me like Ooh, that? That's my pillow talk. <laughs> She's like, oh, nah, I've I've put a have you ever put a like a bad movie on? It was like, uh, this is not what I 
So I, I only watch good movies. Well, okay, maybe I watch okay. a couple bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> Hoobie Halloween. <laughs> He's farting on screen. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. But I will watch. Okay, I, I don't prefer to like waste my time yeah. as, with like a bad movie unless it's like a bad horror movie because I love laughing at bad horror movies. But, yeah, like, me too. I will. I'm the type of person like if I'm not feeling a movie, I'll just turn it off. You know. Or right, what's the what's the uh, last bad movie you seen? The last bad movie I saw, um, gosh, was probably uh, what is that? What is that one with Sandra Bullock? It was awful. The Bird Box. <laughs> you that is awful. Yeah, you terrible. are a hater. That is terrible. You're a hater. She's in love with this dude after two weeks of being in quarantine. He's black. <laughs> okay, I grant you, Jess. <laughs> okay. Was that was that uh, Chadwick Bosman? No, 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 no. It was uh, it's uh, it's another guy. I don't know his name, but it wasn't him though. Yeah, yeah. But he's a buff black guy. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't I mean, fall in love. No, but she was in love. Like, <laughs> I mean, she he's was good, good with the kids. And then I love, I love how MGK was like, "We're out." This <laughs> is like, we're taking the car, bitch. I'm like, okay. You know, that, was my favorite, that was my favorite part too, because I was like, they just got caught in the closet. Yeah. And then they were like, "Yo, we can't have no privacy here. We need to leave." <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, they literally just left. That was their whole point in the third. And then, and then, didn't even hear on. about them. Come on, her kids' names were boy and girl. After five years, five years, you can't give your kid a name. Your boy, girl. Come here, Wait, boy. Who, what's, who Come says, here, girl. Who brings that up? Is it the black dude who brings it up in a movie? He was like, their names are boy and girl. <laughs> Oh my god, in the end, all the blind people. Oh my god. I was like, well, how stupid could they get? Of course, they put the blind people. The only people that are safe are blind people. So just gouge your eyes out and in you're good to woods. go. In the woods, hiding in the what woods. What school is in the woods? Now you got me. Now you persuaded me that this movie is bad. Once you start breaking it apart, yeah, now I'm breaking it apart. I'm like, what blind school is in the middle of nowhere? You know, you know what makes me uncomfortable? Anytime I watch a birth on screen. So you know why oh I hate God. this movie? They're like, how can we make this more dramatic? Let's have two births happening at the exact same time. Both these women are pushing babies out of their vaginas while the the the, the crazy is dude. coming off the, and he's going crazy. Oh, everyone's crazy and they're giving birth. This is this is awesome, right? No, it's not. I'm freaking out over here and I'm like this is so dumb. He's like, and then he's like let me hold it. Can I hold it? Can I hold your baby? Now and I'm thinking about that. Now I'm over here talking about it it's so bad. You're going to name your you're going to your kids boy and girl you're gonna name your kids boy and girl there were so many other little things in that movie where i'm just like thinking back on it and it just makes me so mad dude my favorite part is when they're like somebody has to look to the kids oh yeah yeah somebody has somebody has to look and then when you look at it she's like i'm damn sure picking the other kid because i ain't my kid <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no I, I think it was the boy that was like the boy was like i'll do it mommy she's like bitch sit down no, no, yeah, no, your sister's what? doing it <laughs> Your sister's the one that's fucking looking. Not you. I like you. Boy, no, I no, like no. you, boy. No, which one was her? I think hers was the daughter. And the daughter is the one that was like, I'll do it, mommy. And she's like, no. Yeah, right? No. Say something, boy. But you know what? Okay, this is my biggest gripe with the movie. Yeah. And then we can move on. The biggest gripe is it literally took them. It, it was so difficult for them to get to the supermarket. You remember that? Yeah. That whole sequence. So then they can't just, see. So they're just going to cut. <laughs> them getting to getting to the woods somehow. Yeah. They're gonna cut to that. Like okay, all of a sudden we were able to find a spot in the woods and we're chilling. 
and it's been five years, and we have a garden and everything, and we're living fine. Like, it was just a big j- jump yeah. when so much of it was, like, stuck in that house, and it was intimate. All right, and- I get what you're saying, because there was, like, no, like, it was no, they didn't describe anything. They had the three dudes who, I don't know who the people were driving around trying to kill everybody. I didn't get that either. You see, now you got me, now I'm, now you got me going fuck It's one of those movie. cosmic horrors where... And I get the feeling that they're going for is like the sense that there's so much that's happening in the world that you have no control over. Like if aliens were to come down and start, you know, vaporizing people or whatever, like Independence Day, that's like a cosmic horror style. It's like you have no control over it. And this entity or whatever it is, you can't even comprehend in your head. And that's the terror. The first part was probably the best part of the movie. Oh, where everything's happening. Yeah, where everything started happening. She's like slamming her head against the window in the hospital. I'm like, well, at least she's in the hospital. She'll be okay. Thank God she she did it in the right spot. So everybody, we just found out Bird Box is trash. So <laughs> this, this is from 2018, I think. We're a little bit we're late. Because uh, I was thinking about this too, because we were talking about it yesterday, me and Christine, and we were like, what was the first? Because we just saw... Um, Jingle Jangle, and I was telling you about that movie before you came it's in. It's too early for Christmas. Yeah, but man, I'm telling you, it's a good one. It's okay, a good one. It's yeah, a good I'll one. I promise you, you're gonna start singing. Jingle Jangle. Yeah, I think it's called. It's called Jingle Jangle. It's like it's the whole art of believing, the Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas idea of believing. When 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 you believe, things happen. You know what I mean, like, so is it like the that like in the end of Elf where like Santa needs his sleigh to fly and they you have to believe. Yeah, basically you have to believe in. To things to work okay. So Okay Beautiful Beautiful movie Beautiful Christmas movie It is what it is And um We were watching it And I'm like When did Netflix get these big budgets Because It was mad It was big time actors And it was like When did this happen and I'm thinking Bird Box was the first one And then It just went on from there And then everybody has Contracts with Netflix And it's like Kind of ruined everything Cause it's like Yo you guys are stars Stay your ass in blockbuster. Yeah, it's movies. sort of like a double. It, <laughs> let, let us nobodies get some big time shine. It's a double edged sword, uh, sword for real. Because there's those movies that like you really enjoy or stand out, like or series like The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. That first season, at least, was like uh, like some of the best. Yeah. Um, and so you definitely see the quality um, in some things. Yeah. But the quantity. Lessens the overall value of of all these Netflix. Yeah. Like I saw, I have seen a couple movies where I'm just like, oh, Eli. I think no, no, yeah, it was Eli, Eli wasn't mine either, man. Did you see I, that one with the I, little kid? I, with the little kid, that's Denzel's movie, right? No, no, that's the book of Eli. Oh, then what's Eli then? <laughs> Eli is Eli? Like, Eli is like this little kid who, spoiler alert, turns out to be Satan. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, I've never but seen it's, that. But it's 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 not that good of a movie. Yeah. Um but they did come out with like a, another like another scary movie like Gerald's Game, which is really good. I like Gerald's yeah. Game a lot. Um, did you watch 1BR yet? 1BR? Yeah. What's that? It's a thriller about some girl who uh who gets a one bedroom apartment in Los Angeles and it just turns out to be like crazy. <laughs> I don't want to say too much without like spoiling it for you. But it's a thriller. You're like it's a thriller. Okay, it's, it's so like, it's about it's, this woman who lives in LA. Who lives in I'm LA. like, oh my god, don't tell me. And <laughs> she's got and she's got an hour commute. Oh my god. Yo, I, I talked about it on my story on Instagram because I, I like I want to get it because you are you you're trying to get into reviews, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'll be reviewing movies on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. And then so I'm I'm I, I'm like. 
people have asked me to do the movie part because we watch a lot and I'm always putting on my story like, yo, and I'm cracking everybody up on my story because I'm like exposing how crazy these movies are. But 1BR is about this girl who just ran away from home. She runs away from home. She goes to California, Los Angeles. Coincidentally, it was like 1BR, one bedroom apartment that was like up for mm, rent. Okay. And okay. then it's like an open, it's like an open house. And this is the part that I knew this movie was going to be crazy. She goes to this open house. And when she goes to this open house, there's like 30 people looking for this one bedroom open house. And I was like, why is there 30 people looking at a one bedroom? I've never seen that. Yeah. And it's right then and there. I knew it was going crazy. So she ends up, she ends up getting it out of all the 30 people. She ends up getting it. And her living in this one bedroom, like shit starts happening in this house. Like, okay. Like ghost stuff. Or it's not ghost stuff, but it's like some. It's just some like crazy motherfucking next door going dumb. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so it's like, just like some like cult sort of yeah, weird just people. weird people going Scientologists. Yeah, yeah Scientologists. Oh, so I, you I did see, see this? No, I didn't. But I know, I know it. It's Tom Cruise next door doing well, I've some never weird seen stuff. That. But oh, okay. But it is. It's like some creepy stuff. But it's like I watched well, that whole out. thing, and then at the end, I hated it. I was like, ah. You're like damn, I just wasted all this time. Was it a? Mo- it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, okay. Well, so, I'll definitely. Uh, are you put a big movie my... person or are you a big TV person? I'm a huge movie person. I would say I watch TV. I've seen most things. I've. I'm like. Do you keep up of, with like TV shows, especially on for Netflix? The most part, I would say. I mean, I'm not into like Stranger Things. Oh, me neither. No, no. I'm Stranger into Ozark. Things. Okay, I've seen. The, I saw the first episode of Ozark. And I was not ready for that level. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I can't! I can't! I need a freaking well, Xanax." Get to watch on this fucking show. Ozark. Okay, I'll get on up. Ozark. It's I'll three seasons. Okay. You be that. Well, I need and to watch Jason better, Bateman. I need to watch. He's an unbelievable person. True. He's got a podcast now. I don't know if you know that. Mm. With Will Arnett. Did not know that. Him and Will Arnett are called. Uh, I forget what it's called. Like stupid people yeah. talking about like funny subjects or like. Yeah. And they always get guests that really know their shit. Yeah. And get on the podcast. So they don't, they always come across as like they don't know anything. Yeah. That's their, their angle. So it's good. It's I, good. Well, he always played characters like that anyway, who don't know nothing and who just says yeah. things. And he's just a, just a wonderful person. He, he seems like a fun guy to have yeah. a beer with, you know, he's for real. sure. For sure. So now back to what I was saying, let's get back into this, getting to know who Gavin Hungerford is. And so as a writer, man, I see you that you, you told me earlier, you're writing this short film called Beyond the White Valley. Veil. Behind the White Veil. Veil. My bad. That, Correction. That, that, it's a working title, but yeah. Right, yeah. So, so I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> basically, it's about this, uh, it's a horror. Yeah. Um, and it's about this, basically a um, college student who's writing his thesis and he basically... Um, is studying the effects of DMT. And I don't want to say that I got anything from Joe Rogan. Okay, Joe Rogan is obsessed with DMT. This is entirely separate. Yeah. Anytime I talk about DMT, people are like, oh, you've seen the Joe Rogan podcast, haven't you? I don't watch Joe Rogan. Every, if people watch the Joe Rogan podcast, I believe they have to tell you at least one time in a conversation that they, they're like, yeah, so I saw this thing on Joe Rogan. I'm like, where's your opinion? Okay, because I'm tired of hearing about Joe Rogan's opinion. Anyways, enough about Joe. I have nothing, no issues with Joe. I like yeah, Joe, but um, people are followers. Anyways, uh, hey. <laughs> dimethyltryptamine, right? Yeah. That is uh, the the name for the drug. So it's about this guy who discovers that the afterlife is basically you tripping at the end of your life um, mm-hmm. because it's proven that 
DMT is released when you're born and when you die. Um, and it's sort of like this hallucinogenic sort of thing that's in you. That's, you have it in you, but you can also take it as a drug. Yeah. Um, and it's very hard to find. But basically, uh, yeah, and I haven't taken DMT, but I would be interested to see the effects. But basically, it, it's a horror about this guy You're getting... fucking s- insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear it's, it's a good time. I hear you You see some clockwork elves or something. And insane. You're chilling. I don't know, though. I, it was what Joe Rogan told me. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, so yeah, basically he gets stuck in this sort of state yeah. where he's hallucinating and is he dead, is he alive, yeah. is this a trip? And that's sort of what we're, he's getting involved with the cult, a cult discovers his work because he's trying to scientifically prove that the afterlife is a hoax, basically. Oh, okay. And they're basically saying like, no, no, it's not a hoax, like you do yeah. this trip that you go on is real and it's there is a god and it's, so it's a very like yeah. duality sort of thing it's kind of fucking are you weird. writing this or are you just a part of this uh, so my buddy Brian Keeble wrote it Shout and out. I sort of helped yeah, yeah and I, I sort of helped with like the overlying outline you know okay we need to yeah. have a beginning a middle the climax yeah. and then the end and then alright we're good basically just like co-helping what he's like yeah and I'm the, I'm the main actor yeah. and so it, it was cool. when it was are y'all cool. gonna uh, when are you supposed to sit down and start working on it really really so we already we already finished filming mm. so we did that for two three weeks of filming and then yeah. um He's editing it right now, so I'm going to be dropping three short films next year to do, like, for a couple festivals. Yeah. One of which was the one you helped me out with, with, uh... Woo! There you go. With, uh, yo, sort of like the Yo Taxi vibes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's one. I got my other horror. I, like, forget shit that I've done. Like, real shit. How high are you? (laughs) (laughs) I, like, forget that I go, oh, shit, I did that. Because it's so long ago, and everybody wait. For like two years to start oh, fucking putting right? shit up. <laughs> so I, I was part of it. So some guy tagged me on Instagram. Was like, oh, our short film just got nominated. We just been in this short film in this festival. And I'm like, <laughs> what short what film? What short film? <laughs> and I still haven't seen it. But, <laughs> but I'm happy as hell that it got nominated and it won. It won, uh, and it won an award. Oh, for congrats. It. So I was like, holy snap. And I was like, that's my first ever short film that I've never seen yet. How long ago was that? That was, I think we, I think I did the, I did the short film about, uh, man, I think when I first came out here, I think that was what, two years ago when I first came out here and I contact, contacted yeah. you? When I did that, what was it? Or last year, fuck it. It was last year. My bad. It feels like two years ago. It feels like two <laughs> but years last ago. year I did it, and then I think we waited like four or five months, and then I finally heard from it. But I was so busy working because you know at the time everybody's their mind before COVID was like we gotta work, we gotta pay our bills. Yeah. And then so I didn't get a chance to go see the uh, screening of it. But later on, recently he was just like, hey, I, I I did it to a couple of film festivals, and we got picked up at one. And we just won an award for it. So I was like, wow, cool. that's that's awesome. We're going to have like, to cool. see it. You've I know. I was like, it, I got to so. see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would love to see we'll it. We'll probably but. see it browsing through Netflix. Like, oh, look at <laughs> it's it's like, got oh, a new shit. one. It goes to Jordan. Crazy hair. This is what I had all the hair yeah. up here. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, God, dude. That's dope, man. That's really good. But no, yeah. So I'm going to pick your brain real fast, man. Let's get real, real deep before we close this up, man. So yeah, sure. Doing all this hard work when it comes to stand-up, to writing, to and I'm sure you into the directing stuff also because you got your camera and you're doing all these things, which so happy that you did. You got all the uh, <clears throat> equipment and stuff to do what you want to do. So yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of you for that. And then so with that, man, does it comes with 
mentally and like friends, because I always want to ask people about how they are and their opinion when it comes to close friends. And when you're trying to work hard and you're trying to keep that that partying and that I'm trying to stay focused attitude, like how hard, like how difficult is that for you? Well, I think it's actually 2020 and the pandemic has been the best thing in terms of my mental like focus because you know i always had that fomo before Mm -hmm. like for previous years like i'm not a going out person i would say like i like to go out occasionally yeah but for the most part like i definitely recharge in my own room and like you know when i'm just hanging out with friends like on a one-on-one sort of basis versus like going to a club and but I already did all that. I par- I did the New York party lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I, I went through that phase. Yeah. And I was getting a little bit of FOMO, you know, occasionally, like, Friday, Saturday nights. Oh, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. But now, I don't get that at all, because there's yeah. no there's no need to go out. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, since you don't have that ability to go out and waste your money, basically, what are you, are you able to do now? And for some people, it's depressing, because they can't go out and do all that stuff. But for me, I'm like, okay, what else can I focus on? Yeah. It's just a, it's just a transition, I think, from... And I think it's a part of just growing up, too. It's like, you know, I'm an old man now. I'm 26. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's like, really, though, like, it's time to start thinking a little bit more serious about what I want and how can I get there and what am I taking serious in my life and how, you know, how can I achieve those goals while still remaining, like, true to who I am and knowing, yeah. like, I... Do you I, have a difficult time with people around you and trying to keep that? Because everybody, everybody has their time where they're like, yeah, dude... I love you. You're a close friend of mine. But this attitude that I have right now is like, I can't keep being myself around that. Do you like have a difficult time trying to do that too? Well, like for instance, um, I think being poor helps a lot too, because mm-hmm. if you guys, you guys were like, Hey, come out. I think it was like last yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I just didn't have any money uh, to throw yeah. down. And I think I, I didn't, one, I was a little tired, but two, it was like, okay, I, that's not my mentality anymore. Like yeah. going out and getting chicks or whatever, like, I mean, I'm on the apps, but, like, I'm not about to try and do that at a bar anymore or yeah, do it at a club. Like, I'm in a, I'm yeah. of the mentality, like, let's hang out. Let's do something. Yeah. Like, I, the only thing I will chill for is football Sunday. Yeah. Is, oh, is, right. is to watch a game or to chill. But that usually comes after I've done something. Yeah. What, and it's the same thing with, like, I've taken, I've, uh, I used to smoke a lot. Yeah, smoke a lot of weed. So you, did you slow that down? Oh, definitely. Like I'll only smoke now uh, at night if I'm gonna like play a video game or something. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. You know, uh, or watch a movie, but like. Or I, when I'm cleaning up, I'll do like a wake and bake session and clean up the house. Oh, the wake crib. and bakes. Yeah, yeah, I, I do love a, an occasional wake and bake. But I realized, you know, when I was camping and all this stuff, you can't be high out in the woods. <laughs> that is not allowed. Okay, especially if you're alone and you're camping. You you hear a stick break and yeah. you're gonna freak the fuck out. You're like, oh my but god! But a little tweet, a little tweety bird told me you tried to do some crazy shit while you was fucking. Yes, to, I thought I could to. have this transcendent experience. All Drew, all all our buddy Drew ever talks about is like, oh man. Shout dude. out to Drew. I had Shout Drew my Drew. first guest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's like, dude, like, man, we not. I'm doing a terrible Drew impersonation. That was a terrible one. He's like, dude, we were out. All right, try it, try it. Okay, okay. He's like, he's like, man, we just had a great time out in the woods, and oh my god, we took we took acid, and it was oh unreal, man, and oh, just it was just so good. It was so good. All he talks about is is how in the woods he's having the best time on acid. So I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go out in the woods and take acid. But the difference is, is I was alone, and he had people with him. So imagine, imagine you're out in the woods. And I remember when I took it, we I had hiked to this awesome spot. Yeah. And it was it was a raspberry field. And it was just a perfect moment. So I'm like, you know what? I mean all these wild raspberries. I'm like, this is the moment. The so I take the acid and uh, I got it from this chick who apparently for her this was a small dose. <laughs> About an hour later, I'm like, I don't Girls get, always put an extra right? on chick. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. Well, an hour later. I'm I'm still hiking and I'm doing the Appalachian Trail yeah. for a couple of days and all of a sudden it's hit hits me and I feel like I'm melting. I feel like my entire body is just melting and oh, hell everything no. was green like in the hell Matrix, you know, no. when they're in the Matrix. And I started freaking out and I my brain wasn't working right. I'm starting to like pull out my phone. I'm like, how do I get back home? I'm typing that in on Google. Like, if I, I, I'm afraid they're going to find me dead, and that was the only last thing they see on his phone. is like, hey, he was trying to find a way to get home. <laughs> he just Googled that shit. What an idiot. <laughs> I'm Googling. I'm like, someone save me. <laughs> so guess what I do? What? So I'm out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and I'm yeah. like, I cannot sleep another night. I, like, I already did one night, yeah. and I was high. <laughs> I was, see, this is where you, this is where I was so wrong. I thought I needed drugs or anything. You don't need anything. Nature yeah. is going to give you anything that you need. Yeah. Everything. It's the best therapy. And I've learned that now. But yeah. the night before, I'm high in my little... And by the way, I didn't have a tent. I had a hammock. So <laughs> I'm sleeping in a hammock. And I swear to God, there was a squirrel fucking with me. But I'm so high. I don't think it's a squirrel. I think it's like a bear or something. So I have my flashlight. I'm like, huh, looking around. Huh, what the hell is that? I'm like, get the hell out of here. And I, I have little nips of Jack Daniels, yeah. so I'm chugging those, and I'm smoking weed, just trying to sleep. Um, but I, I ended up, like, making myself more awake by doing all that stuff. So that's why you don't need that. So then the next day, I take the acid. I'm feeling great, and then I take the acid, and I feel awful. And I, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and I book an Uber. Like, I'm out in the middle of the woods, and I book an Uber. And guess what? What? This Russian fucking guy comes in a minivan (laughs) up a dirt road to get my ass. And I get in the car, and he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm tripping balls. I'm like, like, thank you. Thank you for saving me. And so he drives me to the train station. I get a Pepsi. That fucking Pepsi was the best thing I ever ate in my entire life. I've only been out in the woods for less than 24 hours at this point. So I get back home and I told my roommates I was going to be gone for about a week. Shit, you told me you was going to be gone for a week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Let me tell you, bro. They made so much fun of me when I got back. Wait, so how long was you gone? You you left that night? I left left at like 10 a.m. the previous day. And I hiked up until like 7 o'clock, camped. The next day I took the acid, I believe, at 1225. Tripping balls at 130. And then I hike for four more hours, and I get back probably like probably nine o'clock. So this is one day. This is one day, bro. And I said I was gonna be gone for a couple. So my roommates, they're like, 
just making fun of me so hard. They're like, hey, I thought you were supposed to be out there for a week. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm still tripping. I'm like, I was tripping so hard. That acid kicked my ass, dude. But I felt so, I ended, yeah. and then I ended up turning on Fortnite and I won the, the first three games I played. <laughs> so, shit. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Shit, unlock some other shit. <laughs> I called her up, I was like, you got more of that acid? I'm trying to, I'm trying to stream. I'm trying to be a Twitch streamer on fucking acid. I want to be are like you, are you going to be a Twitch streamer? Uh, I always um, stream when I play. Yeah. So I try and I try and be funny I and need stuff. To catch with one it. of them things. So, I want to see you do it. Yeah. One time I got six people watching. I was like, I can't let them down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm playing as hard as I can. I'm playing Cuphead. You know, ever play Cuphead? It's like an arcade game. It's stupid. Nah, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing Among Us. Have you played it yet? Among Us? Yeah, yeah I, played I played it the it other day because I've been seeing, like, mad memes of it. Oh, yeah. Hate it. Red sus. Fucking hate this game. Why? Because they vote your ass out, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm, like, oh. run, I'm like jumping, hopping, going different places, and it's like, ding, and then the first comment that everybody do on Among Us is, where at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Electri- like. <laughs> electrical. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, found him in electrical. <laughs> Some dude was like, I saw him on the cameras. I'm like, dude, yeah. where's the fucking like, camera? I saw, I saw a white vent. White's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, no. One, one guy's name, one guy's name, because you get to make your names, right? Yeah. One guy's name was Joe Biden. And, uh, <laughs> and we get into the th- I know it's not him. I know he's not the imposter, but I vote in the chat. I'm like, vote Joe Biden. Vote Joe Biden. We don't need that politics shit here. And they all voted for him. He's like, it's not me. <laughs> I'm like and then they just fly across the screen. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Joe Biden was not the imposter. <laughs> I tried to get into it, man. I can't, I can't, I can't at all. But you know what's funny? It's fun playing with eight people, like yeah. in the room when you play with when you play in the room, because yeah. we play it like you can call people out like yeah. in person versus over the over the chat. Yeah. And it's so much better when you're talking shit to each other. Because you can cause it is difficult to lie. In person, <laughs> yeah. a little harder at least. Yeah. It's like Jordan. I saw Jordan vent. You'd be like, "Fuck you!" No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think that you saw. I saw you vent. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's right. like, "Oh, I don't know who to vote for." <coughs> it's just mad funny, man. It's mad so fun, dude. No, so uh, real fast, man. Thank you for the hour of time, G. Yeah, bro. You are an awesome fucking individual, dude. And like, I. You know, I'm on your side the whole time, dude. So I'm, we're going to do this comedy thing together. And we're going to keep this shit going, man. Can't dude. wait till we're back on stage. Till we're back on stage. And then hopefully do some more. And you get these skits popping, too. So, yeah. And. Well, if you guys want to uh, follow my. Yeah, man. My let Insta. everybody know what your Insta is. And Cindy's Insta. Let everybody know what it is. Yeah. So Gavin Hungerford is my name. But. Gavin H comedy on Instagram is basically where all my comedy goes through right now, but eventually I'll get my website up and running. But yeah, Gavin H comedy. And what about the, you know, my favorite character that you got her going, you got her going crazy. Oh guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I think we had a great time and we learned a lot about ourselves, but most of all, I think that you guys need to bang a lot more. And I'm not talking about bang. Like, the in and out I'm talking about Bang energy <laughs> So bang energy You need to be on that <laughs> Yo you need to Get out of here Cause it's getting A little hot in here oh. Okay <laughs> Nah man But thank you again G Thank you for coming by I hope man We get to hear you again In your process In your progress Later on when 
you know, as I get better with this, too. So thank you so much for coming by, man. This is the Mother Ruck and Jordan show. We had Gavin Hungerford today. And I'm going to tell everybody blessings on blessings on blessings. Peace. Hey, yo. They just mad cause I'm focused. I've been trained to go. Roll it up and get smoked, bitch. I can never fall. I did some time, you never know. Right. I done made mistakes along the road. Now I'm in my bag, these niggas know this. Popped another pill, so left in the field. Ask me how it feel, yeah. Lately aiming for the kill, yeah. Fake love can feel real, yeah. Watch me go without a deal, uh. Train to go, they can chill, shit. Scrimmage games on my pivot, nigga. Out my pockets, out my business, nigga. Gotta get it, how you living, nigga? Fuck a bitch, fuck a nigga, yeah. You know it's real, they ain't touching you. I can't stop this if I wanted to. Every beat like a lunch of boo. Eat it, beat it like some pussy, yeah. Train to go, a nigga push me, yeah. Speak my mind, they tryna shush me, yeah. Niggas lying for the cookie first, they overlook me, watch them try and book me next. Raised by niggas, racist killers, names like Tiki Loco, locs around a nigga, flex. Keep them folks around a nigga, check. I ain't fucking with you niggas, bet. Might just kill them if they ever tip me. Reached in them up before they ever pick me. VIP told me stop playing, felt it almost like it came from Nipsey. Bitches had me, but they never get me. Gotta prove it, can't you say you with me? Reached in them up before they ever pick me. Bitches had me, but they never get me. Gotta prove it, can't you say you with me? You gotta prove it, can't you say you with me? They just mad cause I'm focused I been trained to go Roll it up and get smoked, bitch I can never fall I done did some time you never know I done made mistakes along the road Now I'm in my back, these niggas know this I got niggas born and died here Forever ending where they souls at Conversations on the phone tap we that bag when I sold sex. Told my cousin front that white pad. Life bitch, where you fight by? Scarred knuckles where my life at. Made some money, they don't like that. Uh, Alphonse and Doty stayed down. I'm that nigga on the way now. I'm that nigga with the safe now. Yeah, I ain't it, told you pace clamp. Had your baby mama face down. Smirks around me, really spray rams. Smirks around me, really spray rams. I ain't got time for the back and forth. Picked up a pin, they said pick a sport. Kill y'all wherever, like pick a court. Pick a casket right after, then pick a morgue. Now I see why TZ, they want killing shit. Got me killing shit, like fuck your feelings, bitch. Back when I linked with my uncle Jelly, they was jelly, ain't have to tell me, I can feel it. Told all y'all niggas one day I'ma kill it. Head in my back with my eyes on the I had these dreams of rapping, making millions Expectations from my family to kill it I ain't got time for wasting on you niggas I ain't got time for wasting on you bitches I ain't with killers and trap niggas Run my section, they know me, I'm stamp nigga Been a street nigga for a rap nigga I can scrap with ya, make racks, uh I can never go backwards, huh By my back, heard they laughter, yeah Watch this come up like a rapture, huh I can never go backwards, yeah Behind my back, heard they laughter Now watch this come up like a rapture, bitch